us that we can choose to be blessed. Amen. Uh, whenever we obey, we're going to be blessed. We said Sunday that the little translation says that whenever we withhold our finances and concerning our tithing from God, that we are actually attacking the throne of God, that we are stopping the kingdom of God from being progressed and going forward. Amen. We have to discipline ourselves to do the things of God. Uh, it don't just happen. Discip you have to be disciplined to avoid ungodly ways and, and, and ungodly advances and motives. You have Titus said, deny ungodly and worldly lust and live soberly and righteously in the presence of the Lord. Proverbs said, enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it and run away. Amen. Uh, he said that you don't have, you shouldn't court evil. You shouldn't flirt with it. Don't mess with it uh, for pleasure, for profit, for enjoyment, for improvement. He says that you need to stay away from evil, right? Turn to your neighbor and say, don't get near it. If you want to be blessed, then you have to abide by Psalms chapter 1 when he said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, uh, but he delights in the law of the Lord and meditates there day and night. He said, Blessed is the nation or the people whose God is the Lord. Amen. We must be dis disciplined in our faith. You have to have a faith-filled heart. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. The, a heart that will not tolerate anything that's contrary or contradictory to the Word of God. Amen. You cannot accept anything less than full payment on God's desire for your life. Amen. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Amen. He said that God be true and let every man be a liar. Amen. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. He said the grass will wither and the heavens and earth will pass away. But he said your word will never pass away. Amen. His word is true over your life. Faith works if you work it. Faith without works is dead. Faith is an action. Amen. It's a throwing a rock at a giant. It's digging a ditch in the midst of a desert. It's throwing the net on the other side one more time. It's stretching a rod across the water and trusting that God is going to open up the sea somehow. Amen. It is uh, taking and washing in the pool uh, that, and saying, I believe when I do that my eyes are going to be open. Amen. It will work if you will work it. But you say, preacher, well, I, I know that, but the Bible says to, to take no thought for tomorrow and what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. And that is true, but that doesn't mean you be lazy. Amen. I guarantee you this, that it doesn't mean that you're just going to sit around. It means that you don't worry, right, about what is going to happen tomorrow. He also said, tarry or occupy till I come. Amen. And so you have to work it. If you work it, it'll work for you. He said in Psalms, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. If you do nothing, you're going to get nothing. Amen. I'm just believing for it. That's not enough. 
He said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Amen. I believe that my kids are going to be good kids, but I have to raise them up in the way that they should go. So when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Amen. I believe that God wants my finances to prosper. But if I sit at home all day long eating Dritos and Twinkies, come on, somebody. You may get a house by faith, but if you're going to keep that house, you're going to have to work. Amen. You say, well, I, I got it by faith. Well, you might even get saved without works, but you're going to have to work to stay saved. Amen. You see, you act like I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you tonight, you've got to put your faith into action. You've got to take it and apply it to your life and operate in the faith. Amen. Deuteronomy 8 and 18 said, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who giveth you the power to get wealth. God gives you the potential to get wealth. He will give you the seed, but you have to plant the seed. Amen. He gives you the seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He gives you the seed, but you have to sow it. He said to hearken unto His voice diligently. And then we have to observe and do it. So we have to hearken and praise God. But when we hearken is not enough, then we have to observe it and do it. And when we observe and do it, then God will begin to do something in our lives. Amen. When it gets bad enough you, and low enough, you'll hearken to the voice of God. Amen. You see, real trouble will make you listen. I ain't got nobody ever went through nothing, huh? I said real trouble will make you listen. Nobody's got to tell you, set up and take notes. Nobody's got to tell you, you need this. Whenever you're in trouble, you're looking for something. You, you'll take just a little bit. You'll take a half a seed. You'll take something in hopes that, that it's going to turn around. Come on, somebody. But we've got to hearken to the voice of God and then not only hearken to it, but we've got to do it and apply it to our lives. Amen. And he said, when you hearken and do it, he said, then he is going to bless it. Amen. You won't mind uh, lining up with the word of God when everything else hasn't worked in your life. You won't mind saying, God, whatever it takes, right? Trouble can whip you in shape like nothing else can. Amen. It will come and whenever it comes time to, for church, you won't fuss, you won't uh, fret, you won't worry. You just say like David, I was glad when they said to me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Why? Because whenever trouble comes to us, we begin to look for God. God doesn't have to look for us. Amen. And so when time gets hard and it gets hard enough, amen, we will begin to seek out God. We will begin to seek out his word and we will begin to apply it to our lives. Praise God. I praise God that he taught me how to be disciplined enough not only to just shout and to dance, but also to tithe. Amen. Not just to jump and thank God for the good things, but also to be disciplined enough that I would give him what belongs to him. It takes discipline to set God's money aside and not touch it. Amen. It takes discipline to say, this doesn't belong to me. A lot of people use God's money and they spend it on their own houses just like they did in Haggai. Right? 
and the house of God goes undone. While their house, they're taking care of it. And God said, you put your money in bags. It's got holes in it. Right? And, and, and he said, in other words, you, you've put your trust in the wrong things. It's simple. You give God, uh, give to God what is his, and he will take care of you. 1 Corinthians 16 said, concerning the collection of the saints, on the first day of the week, you give as God has prospered you. If you prosper little, then you owe little. If you prosper much, then you give much, right? When you prove that you can pay tithe on $100, God can trust you with 500 When you prove that God can trust you with 500 he can trust you with 1000 Amen. If you're faithful over a few things, then he'll make you rule over many. The reason that God doesn't mind increasing the amount is because he's getting a return on his investment. Amen. And when he begins to invest in you, he expects to get a return from you. God's a good businessman. I said God is a real good businessman. And if we're not going to give back to him what belongs to him, then he is interested in in high yield. He is interested in something that he's going to sow in, but there's going to be an increase. Amen. If you don't tithe, then you're telling God, I'm not a good investment. You'll never reap a harvest from me because everything that you give me, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to spend it. And the only way that you can get a yield or a payment uh, of payback from what God has invested is you've got to take that first seed and you've got to plant it into the ground. Amen. Into the kingdom of God. Your credit is not good with God. Amen. You pay first what belongs to him. Amen. Getting quiet up in here again. Amen. You sow so you can reap. You don't give God what's left over. You cast your bread upon the water, and in a few days it'll come back to you. You have to show God you're serious by paying your tithe first. Amen. That's why tithe comes out first. It's because it's priority. God's important to me. He's first in my life. And I can trust him that if I take care of what he said is his, then he'll take care of me. When you bring tithe, uh, you're not saying 10% belongs to God, but it's the law of first things, which says when you give him the first, then it is likened unto giving him the whole. So that's the reason we come on the first day of the week. Right? So that when we come on the first day of the week, it is likened to him giving him the whole week. When we give him the first 10%, it is likened to us giving him all of it. And so we're saying, God, this belongs to you. It says, God, you're first. You're above all everything else in my life. Amen. And I salute you above the government. I salute you above everything else. Uncle Sam, because Uncle Sam didn't bless me with this job, you did. GMAC didn't put me in this car, you did. 
Amen. It wasn't of these things that caused this to happen in my life. It wasn't HUD that put me in this house, but it was you that caused me to be able to prosper and be blessed. And when you put God first, the rest will come. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. First means something's going to follow. And what will follow is these things shall be added unto you. Amen. If God didn't want you to have things, then this scripture would not exist. Huh? Taking a vow of poverty. You know, that's noble and nice. But it's also one of the highest forms of pride. Amen. Why? Because you're saying, oh, I'm poor and humble me and I don't need anything. Hogwash. Let me give you a Greek for that. Baloney. Amen. That is, a low, that is the highest form of pride there is. Let me tell you, I want to be blessed and I want everybody to know I'm blessed. Why? Because I don't just, just want this little sob story. All I want is enough to pay my bills and me to go on. Oh, shut up. I want enough that when my brother gets out of work, that I can pay his house payment till he gets another job. Amen. I don't want just enough to hold on or maintain or barely. I want to be able to be blessed, to be a blessing to somebody else. Amen. I want the world to know that my God is awful good to me. Amen. I'm sick of these poor mouth preachers. Amen. I know they get a lot of stuff. They get cars and they get all kinds. But I ain't, you ain't going to hear me poor mouth. Amen. I may not have the money to buy food. I'll tell you I'm fasting. Glory to God. But I ain't going to pour them out because God's been too good to me for that mess. Are you listening to me? He's been too good. We've got to understand that whenever he said, I want to add these things to you. If you'll put me first and foremost in your life, then I'm going to add all of these other things to you. Praise God. When you put him first, you can rest assured that God's going to bring the chaos out of the situation and he's going to bring a blessing to you. He'll begin to add order. He'll call the shots. He'll divine order your steps. He will prepare a way for you. Things that weren't working will begin to work. If you'll humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, do what his word has declared to you. He will bring your life into order. Amen. Whenever we do what God says to do, then he'll put our life into order. He'll slap the gavel down and say, order in the court. And these things that used to control you, these things that are out of order, these things that used to cause chaos and confusion, he says, I'm going to bring them under my submission. Why? Because you have put me first in your life. And because of that, I am going to cause order to come to the rest of your life. Hallelujah. He'll give you divine protection. He'll cause your house to be in order. He'll cause your family to line up. He'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Why? Because you put him first. All of these other things will be added to you. It's his good pleasure to give gifts unto his children. It will just be obedient. Glory to God. Come on and somebody praise him tonight. You need to know tonight that if you are walking in obedience, that you're already blessed. 
You don't have to make six figures to be blessed. You don't have to be the president or the CEO to be blessed. All you have to be is a child of God walking in obedience, and he'll cause you to be blessed. Amen. Rejoice not because the devil was subject to you, but rejoice because your name has been written down in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. And so he says, look back over your life in retrospect, and you'll see that that God has been good to you. Amen. His goodness has been upon you. Blessed that you didn't get shot in the club. Blessed that you didn't get AIDS. You didn't die in the car wreck. Blessed because you're alive, because your enemy wanted to take you out. You realize that he had his crosshairs on you. He set traps for your life. He laid bombshells that should have took you out. Demons were dispatched to try to destroy you. Amen. They was to steal, to kill, and destroy. But it was God that gave you the authority. It was God that gave you the wisdom. It was God that told you to go left when you thought you should have gone right. It was his blessing that was upon you that caused you to be blessed wherever you go. Amen. You're blessed tonight because you're not in a hospital. Amen. Tubes running into your arms. You're not laying up in a nursing home somewhere where somebody has to roll you over and feed you and clothe you and take care of you. But you got up in here by yourself tonight. The favor of God is upon you. Amen. You were blessed that nobody had to help you into this place. Hallelujah. You see, bless your your family. He's blessed blessed you with a job. He's blessed you with a home. He blessed you to be able to sleep and to eat. He blessed you, amen, to be able to be a part of this glorious church. Amen. And where every acre is blessed, every blade of grass is blessed. Everything that is on this plant, this place is blessed. And we are glad, glad to be a part of a blessed church where we're standing on holy ground and the favor and the blessing of God is overtaking us. Hallelujah. Amen. I have other blessings, he says, that, I, that will come. And he said they'll overtake you. Have you ever been just talking to somebody and all of a sudden you get a cold chill? Not because you're cold, it just, it just come on you. And God said, I've got some things I'm going to just come on you. Not because you all of that in a bag of chips and some government cheese. But because you put me first in your life. Because you've been faithful to the house of God. Because you've been persistent and consistent. And even when you didn't feel like it, you just kept on putting one foot in front of the other. And kept on trusting me and kept on believing me and kept on saying, God, I don't understand you, but I still love you. Amen. And just because you've been faithful, not because you merited it, not because you deserved it, but because he said, I just want to give you something that's going to overtake you. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, God has an overtaking blessing that he wants to come upon you for no reason at all. Blessed Uh, He says, blessings are coming to the saints of God. Just because you've been dedicated and loyal and faithful to the kingdom of God. The world may be making the money now, but I'm telling you, it's time for the church to rise up. And our day is at hand. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. 
amen, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Amen. You got in at the right time because we're about not just to hold the fort, but we're about to take over. Amen. Who said serving God won't pay off? The blessing of God makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. Amen. He, he can send a blessing that will change your life in a moment's time. Amen. He can send you a blessing that will chase you down and overtake you. The word overtake here is from the old English word that in its original form was pronounced takeover. God will send a blessing that will take you over. It literally means it will run you down. It will tackle you. It'll knock you off of your feet. It will slip up on you, blindside you, and overtake you. You didn't even know it was anywhere in the area. You didn't even know it was nowhere to be found. You, your spiritual Holy Ghost sensor wasn't even beeping. But all of a sudden, because you just kept on being faithful and kept on being persistent, and kept on walking with God. Hallelujah. All of a sudden it comes upon you and blindsides you, tackles you, and overtakes your life. Amen. He said, if you shall hearken to my voice, the Lord thy God, blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the field. If you'll listen to me, I'll bless you regardless of your geographical location. Regardless of where you are and where you're going. He said, I'll bless you at home. I'll bless you at work. I'll bless you in your car. I'll bless you in the yard. I'll bless you at the grocery store. I'll even bless you in the bank. Amen. When God called men, he put the anointing on them. And they were anointed wherever city they went to. They went to Jerusalem and they were anointed. They went to Judea and he was there. They went to Samaria and even the uttermost parts of the earth and his anointing was upon them there. This kind of blessing was the first blessing that was upon the first tither in the Bible. His name was Abraham. And Abraham so or so prayed or took his tithe and gave it to Melchizedek. And God said, everywhere that you put your foot, Abraham, it's not the land that I'm going to bless, but it's your foot that I'm going to bless. Hallelujah. And everywhere that I see the heel of your foot, it's going to be yours. Amen. If you, I see your foot on it, then I'm going to bless you. When you're blessed, you're just blessed. People that are blessed to sing can sing anywhere. All of the rest of us, the planets have got to line up. The moon's got to be full. It's got to be in the right key. And that one song. But if you can sing, baby, you can sing anywhere. You can sing in the hot. You can sing in the cold. You can sing in the wrong key. You don't need anything. Just... <clears throat> huh? Come on. You know it's true. If you got it, you got it, baby. Right? And I want to tell you that when you're blessed, you're just blessed. 
Amen. Wherever you go and whatever you face, the blessing of God is upon you. They got mad at Joseph because he was blessed. They took his coat away from him, but they could not take his blessing away from him. They threw him in the pit, and he was blessed in the pit. They threw him in Pot- put him, took him to Potiphar's house, but he was blessed in Potiphar's house. They took him and lied on him and falsely accused him and put him in jail, but he was blessed in the jail too. He was a, in a heathen country, but he was still blessed. Amen. Surrounded by idols and idiots, but he was still blessed. Why? The famine came and lasted seven years, but Joseph was still blessed. Why? Because the anointing of the Lord was upon him. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that when you will bless the Lord, when you will put him first, when you will give him what belongs to him, he's going to cause you to stand out, amen, like a new nickel. He's going to cause you to shine in the midst of darkness, even in the times of famine and downturn economy. He can cause you to be blessed in the face of your adversary because he knows you by your name. He has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light and he says you are mine. I have chosen you and I have blessed you. Glory to God. Oh, come on and praise him tonight. The blessing is on you. It's not on the place. I don't care if you're in the street or in the field. It doesn't matter if you're in the country or in the church or you're in your own house. Amen. You can move from place to place, location to location. Amen. And you'll just be as blessed over here as you was over there. Why? Because the favor of God is upon you and he is no respecter of persons. If you are obeying him and obeying his word over your life, he will call you blessed. Amen. It means that if God's ever spoken a thing over your life, he never changes his mind. Amen. You see, some people say, well, you know, the Bible said in Romans 11, for the gifts of God and callings of God are without repentance. And I've heard people say that, that that's the reason why the backslidden preachers still having results or success, but that's wrong. It's not true. It doesn't mean you can live your life however you want to live it and still be effective in ministry. Amen? Because the scripture isn't talking about the repentance of the person. The scripture is talking about the repentance of God. Amen? In Romans, he's talking about the election. And once he elects a person or a people, he doesn't change his mind. Amen? It means that if God ever spoke a thing over you, he don't just go and change his mind. It means that God doesn't give it to you and then say, oops, I got to take that back. Amen. But when he gives it to you, he knows you're good. He knows you're bad. And he knows you're ugly. Huh? But he gave it to you because he knows what's not maybe even in your character or your nature now. But he knows the potential of what you can be. Huh? With being obedient to him. To saying yes to his word and putting him first in your life. That he says, I'm going to give you this gift and I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to go back on my word. You don't have to go to God wondering if he's going to change his mind. He said, I've changed not. 
He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. The NIV said, God gives gifts and and calls are irrevocable. You cannot revoke the gift of God or the blessing of God. That's why I never respond to my enemy. Let them talk about me. Huh? Let them say things about this church. I ain't got time to waste my time chasing down negative bucket mouths. I ain't got time for criticism. Huh? If you're going to do anything, if you're worth half your weight in salt, baby, somebody ain't going to like you. So you're going to waste your time fighting there? Are you going to just keep on doing what God's called you to do? Just be you, full of the Holy Spirit, and say, God, I'm just going to trust you. That's the reason you can't respond to your enemies. Don't worry about people hating you. They're going to hate you because they ain't you. you get that later. A lot of folks want what you got, but they ain't willing to pay the price to get it. Come on, somebody. But there is a price to be paid for the goodness of God. There is a price to pay for the anointing of the Lord upon your life. Amen. And they can, whenever you pay the price, when you put God first in your life, they can take your coat, but they can't take the blessing. They can take and make it hard on me, but they still can't stop the blessing from coming. They can call me names. They can lie on me. They can steal. They can do whatever they want to do. But at the end of the day, I'm still blessed. I'm still highly favored of the Father. At the end of the day, amen, he is going to cause me to raise up and set in heavenly places with him. I'm going to be blessed in the fruit of my body. I'm going to be blessed in the fruit of my ground. The fruit of my cattle, the herd and the flock. Amen. I got excited whenever I heard that he said, I'm going to bless the fruit of your body. That means my children are going to be blessed. Amen. But when he says, I'll bless your sheep and your cows, that means I'll bless your property. I'll bless your possessions. Amen. When I bless you, he said, I'm going to bless everything that you're involved in. Amen. All blessing. He said, I'm going to bless you. Whenever you get blessed, your washing machine will be blessed. Amen. Your dryer will be blessed. That car that should have dried 10 years ago, you're still getting it down the road. Why? Because the blessing of the Lord is upon you. Come on. Amen. The favor of God is upon your life. Your house is blessed. Your business is blessed. Do you know the only reason why some businesses didn't go down in this downturn economy is because there was some Holy Spirit filled people in that place that needed a job and the favor of God. Your boss man may not know it, but God has preserved that place because there was some faithful people in that place that said, I'm going to put God first. And because of that, the blessing of God found that place. Amen. Bless coming in and bless going out. <laughs> he said, I'll fight for you. So many people claim to be Christians, but they don't know nothing about spiritual warfare. Amen. They want to go back to their old nature fighting. Huh? But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. So the pulling down of strongholds, you don't go into the office and get a hold of your boss and say, you're going to give me a raise. Huh? You don't go in there and say, I'm the best employer you got. 
And if you don't give me a raise, I'm going to walk out of here right now. And he's going to tell you, don't let that door hit you on the rear and get out quick. Right? How do you get a raise? You get up in the bathroom and lock the door. Get a hold of God and say, God, you know that I'm doing everything I know to do. My trust is in you. My hope is in you. I've put you first in my life. And you know that I need this. Amen. And God will fight for you. God will turn the heart of the king toward you. God will take that person, amen, that's told you ten times, I'm not going to give you another dime, and he'll cause him to give you a two-dollar raise tomorrow. Why? Because you were faithful to God. You were obedient to his heavenly call, and you put him first. And because of that, it's God's good pleasure to go fight for you. Amen. See, he said, do not fight them. Keep your head down. Keep your mouth shut. And I'll fight for you. Amen. We got too many folk got their nose up in the air and their mouth wide open, sucking flies. If you want to be promoted, you need to keep your head down, keep your mouth shut. Amen. And stay in the presence of God and make sure you're putting him first in every area of your life. And when you do, He'll fight for you. That's why when Israel was talked talked about God, they said, God is a terrible God. They said, he's bad. If I had been writing it today, they said, he's a bad God. Bad to the bone. Because you don't mess with somebody's kids. Huh? You don't mess with somebody's kids because you go to messing with somebody's kids and they like that stretch woman. Their head will go spinning around 16 times. Their arms will reach around the block and get a hold of you and pull you back. And whenever they get you back, it's going to be ugly. They're going to be a beat down because you don't mess with people's kids. Huh? I want to tell you, you don't mess with God's kids. Because when you start messing with his children, he'll beat you down. Amen. He'll call, he said, nobody mess with my children. No, you ain't seen nobody fight until you've seen God fight. Because God will take care of business. He said that you know, they'll come in one way, but when they leave, they're going to leave seven ways. They're going to get so dysfunction and disorganized that they ain't going to be able to leave as an army. They're going to say, how are we going to get out of here? Because why? Because you've done mess with God's. You've messed with his elect. You've messed with what he has ordained. And he has said, this is my child. They've put me first and foremost in their life. Amen. And the Bible said God confused Israel's enemy until they killed themselves. Hallelujah. I want to tell you tonight that when we put God first in our life... You won't have to worry about raising a hand. You won't have to worry about it. He says, say, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. For these Egyptians you've seen today, you shall see them again no more. He'll say, I'll fight this battle for you because this battle is not yours, but it is the Lord's. Praise God. And he said, if you will just put me first, I'll take care of the fight. I'll just cause you to be blessed. I'll command the blessing upon your storehouse. I'll command 
the blessing, amen, to stay set upon your hand, upon your face, upon every part of your body. Why? Because you have put me first. I am going to now bless you. Amen. God said, I'll bless everything you put your hand to. I bless you, amen, and everything that you touch. You have to stop being intimidated by the enemy. Stop being intimidated by someone else's failure. The reason they failed is because they were in the wrong hand. But whenever your hand, the hand of God, whenever you're fulfilling his desire over your life and saying yes, and you keep a yes upon your altar, amen, his hand will be upon you, and what you do, it will work. Amen. And so, if we want the blessing of God, just put him first. And when we put him first, all of these other things will be added unto you. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I want God to fight for me. I want God to take care of business for me. I don't want to have to pick and to choose and to decide. I want God to do it for me. So this is the way it's going to be. And order my steps. Amen. Some people may not like it, but that's all right. Some people may not understand, but that's all right. People get jealous the blessing of God on your life. Whenever somebody starts laughing at your blessing, you need to cut them out of your life. Because that's the favor of God they're mocking. Amen. Never was evangelized, and I may have told this story before, I'm not sure, but whenever we, Renee and I was first married, and, and uh, it was back in the day whenever you had to stay with folks and, and all of that, and uh, I decided instead of staying with folks, um, uh, we'd get us a, a travel trailer because um, some people probably wouldn't like the way I dress after I get done preaching, and if you know what I mean. And uh, so I just like to rest, you know. And uh, so we got us a travel trailer, and it was a 35-foot trailer, and we had a, a new truck, and it was all paid for, praise God. And, uh, and uh, oh, drove up to one church and pulled it up there at the side of the church, and uh, they started. They said, my God, I didn't know you was going to bring your house with you. I didn't say anything. They said, my God, that thing's longer than the church. And uh, I just took an, uh, all I would I take. I ain't telling you all that went on, but I told him, I said, it ain't my fault your vision's so small. And they just kept on. You know, blah, 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 blah. And so I, they said, well, if this is what you travel in, I'd hate to see your house. I figured if they is that stupid, I'd just be stupid too. I said, oh, you ain't never seen nothing that big. 
I wasn't about to tell them everything I owned was up in that trailer. Amen? People start mocking and laughing and poking at you, what God has blessed you with. You need to just to saturate them with your absence. Because that's the favor of God upon your life. That's the blessing of God upon your life. And he said he makes us rich and he don't add no sorrow to it. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, God wants us blessed more than we want to be blessed. But we must put him first. And if we will put him first, he will add all of these other things unto you. Hallelujah. He'll cause your enemy to flee. He'll go to battle for you. He'll fight on your behalf. He'll take control of the affairs of your life and their order will become out of that chaos in your life. Why? Because you dared to put God first and trust him with your life. Amen? Hallelujah. Got nobody believing tonight. Come on, let's give him a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Most preachers keep that kind of preaching for Sunday. You get better preaching here on Wednesday than most people get on Sunday. (laughs) Uh You don't have to amen me. I know it's right. I've been in some of those churches. Glory to God. It ain't because I'm all that, but it's because the Word's all that. Amen. And whenever we get in the Word, there's some great things in the Word of God. And you need to just celebrate the word and apply it and just soak it up like a sponge and say that word is mine and just go to applying it to your life because God wants us blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Let him bless you. Let him, let him dare to let him bless you. How do I do it, pastor? Put him first. I promise you, God will not disappoint you if you'll just put him first. Amen. You know, I'll talk some about it perhaps later on, but God, you know, the thing about God is that it ain't about all about money. God's not just after your money. Somebody told me one time, said, all you want is my money. I said, no, I want your money. I want your time. I want your talent. I want your treasure. Because that's what God wants. It's quiet in here. <laughs> but you see, stewardship is more than money. It's, it's your time. It's the talent and the gift that God has given you. It is the treasure. But he says, I want you to put me first in your life. And then when you do, he said, I'm going to run you down. I'm going to overtake you. And I'm going to bless you. Glory to God. I want God to tackle me in my sleep and bless me. <laughs> I want God to tackle me and overtake me in the business place, in the marketplace. I want him to tackle me and overtake me in his favor just to be upon my life so that men will see my good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's just let him do that tonight. Is that all right? Anybody want to be blessed tonight? (laughs) Let me, don't let me talk you into anything. I said, does anybody want to be blessed tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand together here tonight.